Towering, shade-giving ponderosas were as emblematic of paradise as its Dogtown Nugget and Gold Rush origin, which is probably why so many of you have written in with questions about trees. We have answered specific questions about what to do if you have burned trees on your property and whether native species will be removed if they pose a hazard on our website. But today we look into a tree question many of you have asked, whether or not too many or too few are being cut down. And SPR's Mark Albert recently visited Paradise to find the answer. Standing just off of Pence Road in Upper Paradise, row upon row of charred tree trunks mark the landscape. In the distance, the furious whine of chainsaws seems almost ever-present. But there are some signs of life, like three young incense cedars seemingly untouched amidst the destruction. My guide for the day theorizes a grassy area lacking ladder fuels saved them. A retired wildland firefighter with 35 years on the line, Robin McCollum is also an arborist and former Butte County tree crew supervisor. As we drive around the area, McCollum spots some scorched oak trees out of the window of a Toyota 4Runner. He shares some facts about mortality. Oh, yeah, well, let's look at these oaks that are right here. The leaves got burned off, but oaks in particular will... It's, they're very different than the conifers. The oaks will go ahead and push buds out from underneath the bark later. On the other hand, with the conifers, if the needles get uh, scorched, if more than 50% of the crown gets scorched, it won't recover. He said it can take a full year to know if a conifer will survive and up to three years to determine if an oak will make it. Further up the ridge at Feather River Place, I draw McCollum's attention to a charred obelisk 35 feet high. No needles remain, but looking closer, you can see tiny sprouts breaking out from underneath the bark. If you peel off the char, the bark is brown, unburned beneath, which means that that bark served the, the function to insulate the cambium so that it didn't fail, and that's why it's able to come back. Cambium is the thin living layer beneath a tree's bark. In the fire's wake, fuel reduction and vegetation management have become buzzwords. There's a race to remove dead, dying, and hazardous trees by Caltrans, local authorities, property owners, and the utility whose equipment may have started the fire in the first place, Pacific Gas and Electric Company. Under guidelines introduced a year ago, utilities must have a dozen feet of clearance around power lines and nothing overhanging them. That's in addition to ones killed by the fire, PG&E spokesman Paul Moreno. During this survey, uh, about 91,000 trees were identified within the campfire that needed to be removed and cut down to make safe for the power lines. And to date, more than 60,000 trees have been, have been cut down. For those accustomed to Paradise's forested feel, its dappled light and relief from the valley's searing heat, the new Paradise could be difficult to recognize. Around us, markings have been made on the trees. Each agency has its own. With so many trees being removed so quickly, McCollum is concerned many are being taken unnecessarily. That's something I also heard from Mark Tony, director of the Utility Reform Network. TURN is a watchdog group that has criticized PG&E in the past. PG&E is not only trimming around the lines, you know, to give a, say, 12-foot radius. They are cutting trees 100 to 200 feet away from the lines 
because they claim they're afraid they're going to fall on them. That's something PG&E doesn't necessarily dispute, though spokesman Paul Moreno said there's more to it. If the tree isn't healthy, yes. And if it's leaning in, or if it's just leaning in that direction. The fire is only part of it. Stressed by multi-year drought, many trees became susceptible to bark beetles, Moreno said. Tony said Turn had received complaints after every recent fire that PG&E removed too many trees or ones that were perfectly healthy. But that can be hard to prove, PG&E's Paul Moreno. In a fire burn area, um, there were many trees that appeared healthy to the average person. But in fact, they've suffered enough damage that they will die within a year. The Sierra Club California is also concerned. Director Catherine Phillips said PG&E has been linked to several recent conflagrations and is eager to show the public that it's reacting quickly and on a large scale, even if the results may not be that effective. For the utilities, the easiest thing to do is to go in and clear-cut under transmission lines. PG&E planned to spend $200 million on controlling vegetation last year. According to the company, it pruned well over a million trees and cut down 160,000. It plans to more than double that second figure this year. As an investor-owned utility, PG&E is regulated by the California Public Utilities Commission. Every time they get spanked by the PUC, then they go back and say, let's get more clearance. Well, that they, they don't gain much because it, the tree responds radically to being severely cut and it's got a nice big root system underneath there and even though it doesn't have much crown, it's going to put all of its sap and effort into growing back as many branches as it can because it's like, it's like their lungs and they, as far as the trees know, they've got to, they've got to get those branches back up there and they will. And so there's cases that, that I've seen where trees have grown, branches, sprouts have grown 20 feet in one year. Even if that space is maintained, it's unclear how useful it would prove when winds grow fierce. Recently, PG&E began addressing another vulnerability. The company started using something called covered wire on major rebuild projects in recent years. It's less prone to say, you know, should a tree branch fall across the lines? you're not going to have the likelihood of sparking or shorting like you would with a bare conductor. I asked Moreno what was in place before the fire. The overhead high voltage lines there were all bare wire. Moreno said covered wire is a vast improvement. Covered lines are are far more protected against outside interference than bare conductor. With bare conductor, you could have, you know, tree branch mylar balloons, animals coming into contact with those and and causing arcing or other problems. Aside from cutting trees down and covering wire so branches are less prone to sparking fire, Turns Mark Tony said PG&E should have a more multifaceted approach. They need to do some vegetation management, some covering of wires. They need to have better weather monitoring stations so they know what the conditions are. They need to have better cameras, better reporting. Other critics are calling for a more creative way to reduce the risk of lives lost to wildfire. Phillips of the Sierra Club said priorities should include direct help for creating defensible space and screening attic vents. I mean, you're going to find that, uh, especially in Paradise, as we saw, there were a lot of very elderly, low-income people who didn't have the physical strength to do that kind of work themselves and didn't have the financial means 
to do that kind of work themselves. PG&E recently announced that it enacted a new policy regarding the removal of trees felled by the utility within the fire zone. The company will now remove logs at no cost unless a property owner specifically requests otherwise. The company sped up its removal of felled trees in April. Mark Albert, North State Public Radio News.